Today FM. It's that time of the week again. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dermot and Dave Show Best of Podcast. But not if you're driving. Definitely don't sit back. In fact, sit up now. Guys, start from the beginning, okay? Are you all in the one ear? No. We have two Uh, ears. No, that's because of the OB, I'd say. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, I think you, I'm only getting one ear and it's weird. Ooh. Did you check if it's split there? I know Gav was. I don't drinking know what that means. <laughs> I'm behind have your the pants desk. Split. Have your pants <laughs> split. Off. This is Again. an intervention. We've told you about wearing your split pants into work. I it's certainly it's inappropriate. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wearing Claire's pants no. to work. They're always going to split. <laughs> what are you doing? I just love them so much. That happens to my, my mother when skinny jeans are all the rage. Just wearing jeans and work one day and everyone was complimenting on her and she was like, "Oh, thanks." I guess you know where I got them. She looked at back. She's like, cheap Monday. I don't think I own any cheap Monday jeans, which was a brand of very, very particularly skinny jeans. And my brother, who was like 15 at the time, was really into. <laughs> She'd been wearing my brother's jeans oh. all day. And like going home and telling your 15-year-old son that his mom was wearing his jeans all day <laughs> and was getting complimented on them was... He doesn't wear skinny jeans anymore. Mostly because he has a duck arse. Um, your son turns 17 today. Yeah. Yes, he does. Happy birthday, Owen. 17 Happy birthday, Owen. going under. So, do you, Will he be will he be robbing your clothes? Will you be robbing his clothes? Uh, that's already started, but it's more his younger brother actually, oh. Matthew. He's fifteen, and he's a kind of a slightly bigger frame, and he he can fit my clothes. Are you? They all wear their clothes baggy, so they just rob your stuff the minute they can get into it. Okay. Um, so that's kind of annoying. Like I. He came home from the gym yesterday in my runners. <laughs> and you're like, ah, here. Whatever about taking my jacket. You can't be wearing my ru- runners to the sweaty gym. Yeah. I'd often, if I go home to Claire for the weekend, would wear like my dad's runners if I was going for a run or something. I know, that's weird. Yeah, I don't Because sometimes you don't pack. Well, I suppose it's different because you live with your son. Sometimes like I don't pack with the intention of doing any exercise when I go home. And then no, you wake I, I know it's fine for you p- borrowing, borrowing your dad's runners, but it's not fine for him. Yeah, <laughs> he used to put on the runners after you yeah. smell them up. I'm weird about sharing shoes with people. Although I did when I was like 19 or 20, there was a pair of boots. I worked in a shoe shop for years and there was a pair of boots that came into the shop that were quite expensive and we were very poor because we spent all our money on student nights. Mm-hmm. So myself, my friend Maddie bought a pair of shoes between us. They were Jeffrey Campbell, high heels, very off their time and we used to share them so she texted we always went out together so they lived in her apartment and I texted her going are you wearing the shoes tonight and she go, no do you want them I'm like yeah thanks a million and what? I'd wear them out yeah like and then sometimes she texted me like, can so I have the weird. shoes that movie Did, you know the movie they were like 120 euro so we got paid six we got their staff discs and we paid like 50 quid each and they were perfect I don't know where they are now. So she got to keep God. them. Excuse me. <laughs> she got them in the divorce. She got them in the divorce, yeah. Um, do people ever have like really smelly feet yes. in the shoe shop yeah. when they try on shoes? Yeah, there was a couple of times, particularly in the summer, where you would walk in <clears throat> to the back and someone would be standing there with a pair of shoes going, what am I going to do? They smell so bad. And they'd have been tried on by someone. Oh, so you'd have to just like put them away and not give them to anyone forever and just eventually write them off yeah god imagine your feet were so smelly that you just tried on a pair of shoes <laughs> yeah, and then they no had to be destroyed idea. or my least oh, favourite thing god. if I can give you one piece of advice when you go into a shoe shop and you're buying new shoes and you want to wear them straight away don't give the person behind the tail your mildly old shoes and go here will you bin them for us oh, what? Who it happens does? all the time you get people coming in and they'd have like 
shoes that have been absolutely destroyed. Like, they were beyond worn and they buy new runners or whatever. And then they'd be like, actually, I want to wear them out, which people do all the time because they love wearing the new shoes. And you go, yeah, no bother. I'll just take them. Do you want me to take the box? Blah, blah, blah. And they go, yeah, actually, can you take? And they hand over their sodden, sweaty, oh, soaked, smelly, horrible runners and go, here, will you throw them in the bin for me? We only had a normal bin that was like for rubbish. And then they'd have to sit in our manky bin all day, stinking up the entire back area. And you can't say no. So you go, yeah, of course, yeah. And then sometimes you just take the bin and go, here, just put them throw in there in. yourself. And then I just like immediately throw them Just say, bin. I'm sorry, we can't health and safety. Yes. Health and safety covers Can't everything. COVID. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. COVID helps a lot. COVID health stuff. and safety security. <laughs> <laughs> and you were in there hungover because you were. Oh, permanently, yeah, because I was 20 and an idiot, yeah. Well, so the person with the stinky feet probably went outside the shop to their friend and went, oh my God. She stinks of booze. Yeah. And you're inside going, the stink of feet yeah. off there. Oh my God, she smells like thigh rings, Red Bull and regret, which is how I smell for most of my 20s. Thigh rings. Uh, we've got our podcast now. It's the best of. Yes. Uh, what wonderful things do we have? We have... Um, you going running on a mountain in the storm. Yes. We have Mags who's driving a camper around for the first time. With Sharon Core. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't no, go in the best of podcast. Go in the best of. Interviews don't go in the best of podcast. Oh, don't they? This no. is all of the messing, none of the music. No interviews. The interviews Who are. decided that? <laughs> don't get into it. Don't get into it, yeah. Dermot. Anyone, listening to, anyone listening to this podcast now is like with you. They're like, where are the interviews? But the, They're on the podcast. The podcast strategy has changed in Today FM. Oh. So we still podcast everything that would have traditionally been in the best of podcast, but they are individual podcasts. So Sharon Core is going to be there as a podcast, but the best of <laughs> podcast is now just... All of the messing, none of the music. That's probably, okay. yeah, it's good that, that you've addressed that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. so this is for the people that have been DMing everyone asking what happened to the best of podcast. Okay, guys, if you want the minutes from the meetings, <laughs> yeah. uh, just <laughs> drop us a text. Stay tuned for the AOB <laughs> section. It's a wild ride. It was to improve the playthrough of the podcast. God, that's so corporate. Yeah. You've changed, Sean. Corporate. He's wearing Sean. a suit. Suit, so <laughs> You're wearing your father's suit. Yeah. yeah, and his shoes. <laughs> uh, okay, well then, there's stuff on it and it'll yeah. be great crack. Have a listen. Enjoy yourselves. This is Today FM. I want to go to Lisa and Malahide because we heard from Katie Lawler there uh, who is anti-Katie wedding babysitting and uh, she was telling us about how she minds kids and this is the new thing at weddings. You get someone in to mind the children, look after them, particularly maybe if they've got um, special requirements or needs uh, and then you can relax and have a great day without having to um, do all the, you know, the... the the child mindy things that maybe you find it difficult to on a big day like a wedding. Lisa Malahide though says uh, that she's got something else going on. Hello Lisa. Hi, how are you? Uh, it's Dermot here. Are you well? I'm very well, thank you. What did you do for the wedding? Yes, so I actually found the venue because I was looking for a dog friendly venue so we came across Bally Bag in Wicklow and then I said right I wanted them looked after for the day but not by a family relative, you know. Mm. So, yeah, Pets Out of Ireland. I had used them years ago for walking him now and then, and they do with the whole wedding day service, and it was amazing. So where was your dog when all the, you know, the ceremony and all that was happening? Were they in, in the church so, with you and sitting so at the top get, table later on? Yeah, when I was getting ready, he was with me. Then we dropped him to the venue, and the pet sitter, Mike, arrived and took him off for the day. 
and he brought him to the ceremony. He was in the ceremony room with us, barking away. <laughs> and then he just took him out, yeah, and he was waiting there for when we came out. And then we had photos, so he'd bring him over, we'd get a few photos, then he'd bring him off for a little walk, and then he'd bring him back. And, and we had a little pod for him, so he brought him up there later on, gave him his dinner and let him relax, and then brought him back. It was just amazing. It was just... <laughs> wouldn't have been wet without my dog. At like 2 o'clock in the morning with the dog with a tie around his head on the dance floor. <laughs> Well, it was a bit like that at that stage, but it was okay by then, you know. <laughs> Gin and tonic in his paw, having yeah, the time of his uh, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, tell us about the dog. Oh, he's a pook. He's 13 now. He's a Border Collie cross. And mm. he's my he's my child, you know. Oh, what's his name? Puck. P-U-C-K. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Puck was there for the big day. Yep. Wouldn't have been the same without him. And do you think you're the only person to have done this, or are people doing this all the time? No, no, it's like, it's, a, it's a service on this on the Pet Sitters mm. Ireland. Yeah, it's a it's what they do. It, it was just amazing. I didn't worry about it for the whole day, and he was there. That's uh, brilliant. That puck could be a part yeah. of the big day. Uh, Thanks, Lisa. Yeah. Lovely to talk to you. Thank, and I'm reading your book, and I'm loving it. Thanks, Dermot. Ah, no way. That's yeah. great. Well, yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Have you started meditating? Is it working for no, you? No, I'm not started yet. I'm getting into the book, but I will. I oh, will. yeah. Chapter 9. It all kicks off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lisa. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks a million. Bye. See you now. Bye. Hey, Dermot and Dave. Funny story. I was at the Melbourne Grand Prix in 2002. Air Guitar Champion was doing his thing in front of the one of the stands. And the police came and take him away because he thought he was messing. And to the roars of the crowd to put him back in the radio station, no one's actually supporting him, roaring at the police to put him back as he was doing his set in front of the crowd. Very funny. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> nice one, Darren. Are you, you can just imagine it, can't you? He's like living his best life. Like, finally, I've been taken seriously as an artist. Two lads in high vis come and pick him up and carry him off. <laughs> oh, no, I'm the performer. <laughs> sure you are, son. Sure you are. Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Do we want to relive the noughties? Yes. You you don't like the uh, you don't like the naughty era music. I think there were some outliers of great tunes and bands in that decade. But if I had to blow up one decade of music from like the sixties to now, I think I'd I'd sacrifice the naughties. No, I that's know. the only music I like. I don't think I've listened to anything that wasn't released between anything other than music released from two thousand one to two thousand and eight, maybe. Razor right. Light, the no. Kooks, come on. The best bands. <laughs> there's the Kooks. There if the Kooks a, is the best, your argument can... No! I can't, you see, it gets too deep. I'll get too deep. I'll start talking about LC Sound System. All these bands that no one likes but me. It's called Indie Sleaze, but I'm okay with that. Well, if you had to blow up a decade... Oh, we can't get this. That's a too big a question to be asking at this time. Yeah, I think... We need, to have a, we need to have a long think about yeah. that. And you need to have a think about it too. Yeah, because, I think you're being a bit harsh in the knots. I'm just saying that if I had to sacrifice 2010 one 2010 to 2015 was pretty terrible. That would be my choice. Well, that's, that's half, half the You can't do that. You can't do 50% off. Actually, yeah, no, 2010 to now. <gasps> okay, so you blow up the, uh, yeah, the teens. Yeah, the most recent, yeah, the teen years weren't great. This is today FM. So we got a, a voice note in from someone who wishes to remain anonymous. Have a listen. Morning, man. How are you? Just went to go and get a trolley to do my shopping and I turned 61 in on the 4th of May, right? And like I take pride in myself, I have to say. Do the bit of makeup, do the hair, you know, the usual. <laughs> and uh, 
as I was trying to get the trolley out, it was fighting with me. You know, it wasn't, wouldn't come out of the slot. And this guy came up behind me, tall. Well, anyone would be tall next to me, five foot nothing. But, and he said, eh, ma'am, can I help you? You don't have to be so rough. And I went, I'm not your ma'am. And he said, oh, no, I didn't mean anything by that, he said. And as he was getting the trolley out for me, he said, I would, you know. And I went, sorry? And he said, I would. Milf material. I walked away! <laughs> now, like I say, I'm, I'm coming up to 61. I didn't get gilf material, I got milf. So is I right to be tooting me own horn or what? I as delirious, lads. I could send you a picture of myself, but I wanted to send this first and get your opinions. You know what I mean? Like, God made my day, month, year, life. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> you can hear the absolute joy in the spring, the spring in her voice. Um, well, who says romance is dead? Uh, that is just the most romantic thing you can ever say to anybody, particularly at a trolley bay in a supermarket car park. I would. <laughs> Emer, would you be uh, as, as joyful as our anonymous WhatsApper if someone had uh, given you the I would, you know, in a car park? I do love a random comment. I think we can do better as a nation than I would. Just, you know, nice eyes, nice hair, nice face, like your general being. I would is a bit blech, but... And she's like, how could you not? That's lovely. She's so delighted with herself. That's made her day, month, year, she said herself. Uh, yeah, and I guess you can't blame her for being aggressive with the trolleys because they never want to come out of those bloody things. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Um, how does that fit in, though, with the kind of, you know, I guess the pushback against unsolicited compliments, you know, particularly from men uh, in public places, you know, the cat calling, wolf whistling is is going up to a, a stranger in a car park and saying, I would. You see, this is the thing. I, I think it's slightly different because they'd had a bit of banter. So they'd mm. had the, you're wrecking the trolley bay, ma'am, don't, I'm not your ma'am. There had been that precedent there. They'd had a bit of crack already. Okay, so if he'd leaned out the window of a yeah, white van and different. said, I would, yeah. you know, you like, If I was in my local supermarket in Breston with the trolley bay and a load of people or a lad walked by and went, Way, I would, yeah. That's different to they've had the crack. Mm. He obviously read the situation and went, your one's a bit of fun. I can have a bit of crack with this woman and went with it as opposed to leaning out the car window or wolf whistling as you're walking by or whatever it might be. It's a, I think that is a different It's thing. still risky though. I mean, she obviously took it well and, you know, she's the kind of person that wouldn't feel threatened by it. But he took a risk in, in certainly framing it that way. Yeah. Because she could have reacted very differently to it. She could have, yeah, absolutely. But I think, again, it comes down to reading the situation he obviously went right I'm on to something here <laughs> it's like if you're chatting to someone like at a bar or you know whatever and within about 30 seconds you know if that person will respond well enough to the, whatever you're going to say next so like if you're standing next to someone you say excuse me and they immediately get their back up you're not going to progress the chat any further you're not going to have a crack with them whereas if they seem a bit more open to it mm. you'll probably be more willing to go by the way whatever and it's like even if you meet someone in the loo and you want to compliment like if I met another girl in the toilet and I wanted to compliment her jacket or her hair or whatever 
I kind of know within, you know, about 30 seconds if we're going to have the banter or if she just wants to wash her hands and get out of there. <laughs> so I think that's the difference. Yeah, I think the most romantic thing you can do for somebody in the supermarket car park is to actually give them a euro because <laughs> it always happens. Nobody carries money anymore. Oh. And you're thinking, the only way I can get a trolley is if uh, I was trying to jam a small locker key into the slot yeah. to see if I could get out. And you're thinking, I think there may be a euro under the front seat of my car. Maybe if I go and have a look. Or better, when they just give you the trolley. When they're walking by going, do you need a trolley? Take this one. Because then you get your trolley and maybe you get a free euro yeah, <laughs> that you yeah. can hang on to for the next time. Um, the only other option is the one that's just freewheeling by itself out the driveway like you remember the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, any, anytime, just flying yeah, by. Anytime they show the supermarket uh, the trolley's just rolling out onto the main road. Well, I um, think we need to bring back more random compliments. Well, I guess it depends what's going on for you in terms of how you're going to relate. I mean, it's probably some people, you know, some of you listening now thinking, you know, that's just unacceptable to say to a woman at any time. Mm. You know, mind your own business and certainly not the way to put it. But I guess we don't know what's happening in, in people's lives. And I guess if you're in a relationship where are a place in your life where you're feeling very invisible mm-hmm. and possibly unloved and underappreciated, then even though it's not the most romantic encounter in the world and probably he could have put it better than but still though you could take a lot of comfort in that there's because something lovely about it because I think like you know your partner or your family or your friends can say to you you look great today or your hair is lovely or whatever and you will all for the most part most people go Actually, I have to say that. Like, of course. Mm. Like, of course my fella thinks I'm great, you know. Or, of course, my mom's going to tell me my hair looks great today. She birthed me. It's on her that if my hair doesn't look great today. But... <laughs> Although your people are listening, my mother would be the first person to point out if my hair doesn't look well. <laughs> yeah, valid. Uh, but then, you know, if someone random says, you be it a random girl in the toilet in a nightclub says, I really like your X, Y and Z, or that was a great outfit, or someone in work says, geez, you look great today. That is a nice thing. I will say, however, people saying you look great today and work with surprise is always quite insulting because you see those people every day and you're like, why do I look? What do I look like the rest of the time? She's <laughs> oh, yeah. great today. I'm like, oh God, how do I look the rest of the time? I think that's just an Irish reaction yeah. to a compliment. What? You immediately turn it into an underhanded I just, insult. I just brushed my hair this one time. <laughs> yeah, but I, if you think about it... Um, you know, apparently, uh, you know, a few of our basic emotional needs are attention, you know, that, the desire to be seen, affection, so you want someone, yeah, you know, to flirt. be nice to you, appreciation, you know, we a lot of us spend a lot of our time feeling underappreciated. So sometimes these chance compliments from a stranger can actually take a lot of our emotional boxes, you know, and yeah. I guess that's what happens to a message. flirt's fun. Yeah, you know, we don't get enough. You don't have enough flirting anymore. I think over you know, the last couple of years, things have been so like, oh, I can't talk to anyone now. We've lost <laughs> the art of the casual flirt with someone standing at the bar or yeah. paying but for your groceries or whatever it is. You Bring can back flirt, casual but flirting. You just still have to wear a mask. Yes. Dermot and playing the music you know. Morning, guys. A couple of years back, somebody came up to me and said, "You're some milf." He was a twenty-one-year-old. Right. And I thought, what the hell? Why is he insulting me? Turns out when I figured out what it was, well, I was chuffed. I still kind of carry it with me. I want to write it on my forehead sometimes. (laughs) 
There you go. It's a compliment, guys. Keep going. Thanks, Emil. <laughs> uh, we won't be explaining what that term is because it's Easter holidays and there's loads of kids listening. So uh, everyone loves a wee unexpected flirt, uh, says a text. And uh, Lorraine says, when I was growing out my hair, I was very self-conscious. I went in to pay for petrol one day and forgot my cap. I could see the cashier looking at my hair. And just before I left, the guy said, I love your style. Felt amazing all day. <laughs> See, bedhead is a thing. It can be appreciated. Uh, we've also got Angela who's been on to us. I love that. Micro connections are so important. Can you imagine the smile on her face as she walked away? I love it. I love it. There should be more random compliments and random bits of crack. This is Today FM. We were talking about movies there a few minutes ago. I don't know how myself and Emer managed to wander into the world of who's going to be the next James Bond. I said I had a thought over the weekend mm. a lot of downtime watched a lot of television mostly Criminal Minds and Married at First Sight Australia but that's how I choose to live my life that's <laughs> fine and I thought of someone who I think would be a very good Bond and it's Aidan Turner the Irish actor who was in Paul Dark is he well known enough? but I think that's key you see this is the thing then I got into a larger conversation about mm. like you know, Paul Meskel, for example, who you go, he's a hot ticket right now. You know, I'm sure if I was a Bond producer, I'd be like, get me Paul Meskel. But you need, because like, getting the Bond gig is a bit like getting the Late Late Show gig. You're opening yourself out way more to the world. Mm. So you, you're going to need someone who is willing to do that and has enough of a profile that people will know a little bit about them but not too much about them because it's going to all come out anyway. So basically, Bond and the Late Late Show host are one and the same. That's well, my theory. I guess um, Daniel Craig, I nearly said Craig David, <laughs> he wasn't James Bond. No, uh, but he, he could have been. He could have been if he really wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. um, Craig da- or, um, oh God, Daniel Craig, uh, nobody really knew who he was yeah. when he became James Bond. So... But that I'm, wasn't Pierce Brosnan. Like I know he done. That uh, he was TV a bit more show. He was well a bit known. more well known. He'd done much, right? Was it Moonlighting? Was that the show? Yes, that was the show. He because he didn't he wasn't he asked to be Bond initially, and he said he was contractually obliged to do Moonlighting, yeah, and then had, eventually had, that show got cancelled, and then he took on the Bond <laughs> gig. Yeah, but he'd, he'd lost the gig by the time yeah. he was free up for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wonder is it did. Does an actor take it who thinks, you know, I'm not going to do better than this. This will be my life. Because it it's very hard to come back from James Bond. Yeah. I mean, it took Pierce Brosnan a long time, I think, to You kind of have to do like what think. Daniel Craig is doing now with like the uh, Glass Knives. Yeah. Is that Glass Knives? Where you're kind of like James Bond, Bond, but not quite. Yeah, you're kind of nearly parodying James Bond. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, again, it's like the Late Late Show. Once you're Bond, you'll always be Bond. Once you're a Late Late Show host, you'll always be a Late Late Show host. No matter what else you do. And people are just far more critical now, I think. You know, if uh, it was pretty bad for Daniel Craig when he started off. People, the press were really mean to him. But I wonder, would people be even meaner now on social media? Probably. Uh, with the new James Bond, because it wasn't really social media to the same extent. Um, yeah, and wouldn't it be the same for the next Late Late Show host? Yes. But I think in fairness, if you can win the toy show, you may win the hearts of the country. Not as James Bond, but as Late, late Show host. <laughs> <laughs> Although if James Bond could come in and do the late, late. I would watch a James Bond film that was based around the toy. Oh, it would be like Die Hard, but James Bond. <laughs> the James Bond Christmas film. I'm on something, excuse me, I have to leave. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The old Late Late Show t- musical didn't work out too well, so maybe don't, <laughs> let's not expand the franchise. Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Today. 
I was walking from the Dart up to the uh, Marconi house here where Today FM is housed. And do you know what it reminded me of? <laughs> you know when you find out that your in-laws are coming unexpectedly or maybe you forgot they were coming or you slept it out and you know that quick dash around the house that you do where you just give everything you know the look the glance of a hoover yeah, yeah. and you open a door uh, to one bedroom and just throw everything else in there all the kids stuff just goes in and then you shut the door that's kind of what's happening in Dublin at the moment there's lads up on Grafton Street painting uh, the bollards um, there's, I've never seen so many windows being washed around the city at the same time uh, with those lads with the extendable poles um, the guards are everywhere, there's barriers up uh, a s- mysterious lack of people begging I noticed uh, the usual people that I see on the way up uh, walking from the station up through Grafton Street up there they all just seem to have kind of disappeared and I saw maybe a few of them walking the other direction looking quite unhappy with themselves Uh, so we're just kind of doing that thing when you know the mother-in-law's coming and you're running around the house and you're just giving everything the quick lick of a hoover the once over exactly surface level cleaning our favourite kind uh, that's kind of what's happening at the moment. Uh, but of course, it's all happened because Joe Biden uh, is in town. He's going to be in Ars Nucleron to meet uh, Michael D. later on. Uh, one of the Biden bingo squares that we were talking to Sean Defoe about yesterday uh, was getting his picture taken with uh, the dogs, um, which we reckon is going to happen later on as well. He's also going to plant an oak tree and ring a peace bell, which was erected in 2008 to commemorate the 10th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. So that's all kind of nice. Maybe he'll nip into the vo- the the zoo and visit the reptile enclosure or something. He was in an ice cream shop and during the RT live feed, mm. he was in the ice cream shop. One of uh, the Biden bingo options was that he would have a 99 and because nothing was really happening, RT cut to the ads and Sean Defoe was tweeting, did he get the 99 or not? <laughs> <laughs> he no, he didn't know. He doesn't yeah. know. <laughs> I bet he did. Did he get a topping on top? Did he get red sauce? Um, but, but he went into the Windsor Bar in Dundalk, uh, which had invited guests, including some cousins. And this is where he uh, made the faux pas, which I'm sure you've heard about. He was trying to talk about Rob Carney beating the All Blacks in Chicago, uh, but uh, he actually got them mixed up with another gang of people. See this tie I have with Shamrock on This was given to me by one of these guys right here. <laughs> was a hell of a rugby player. And they beat the hell of the black and tans. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I'm a big rugby fan, you know? And I really admire people like Rob Carney. But I really have to stop short at believing that he single-handedly defeated the black and tans. <laughs> um, oh, as God. much as we would love to see that. The old black and white footage of Paul O'Connell leading his men out. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just, like, uh, getting the black and tans in a, in a rolling mall and pushing them out into the Irish Sea. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not the first time. I and mean, it makes you wonder just who is teaching Irish history in America? Because remember Bon Jovi talking about Bono? You know, I, I would often bring up an example. So Bono is probably right at my age. He's a couple of months older, I think. His upbringing was obviously very different than mine. I never had the orange men walking through my neighborhood and saying, you know, get the Catholic kid and beat him up. <laughs> you know, I didn't have any of that kind of turmoil in suburban New Jersey. Well, neither did Bono in suburban Dublin. There was a distinct lack of orange men, uh, just as there were a lack of uh, black and tans uh, lining out against the Irish rugby team. But look, you know, um, in fairness, like, he's 
Well, first of all, somebody handed him a, a sheet of paper that probably yeah. said black and tans there on it. There was definitely someone who, as he was saying it, went, oh, no, that's not what I meant. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. God, oh, correct. Um, but also, like, he's 80. Like, if, if I can pull my pants up when I'm 80... <laughs> I will be impressed with myself. Yeah. Never am I trying to remember small details of, uh, you know, the history of a country that you may have connections to, but you certainly didn't grow up in. Um, you know, and the fact that he is traveling, he's probably jet lagged to hell. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yesterday I came to work for like four hours and then fell asleep on the train on the way home. <laughs> so, you know, uh, he's he's flown across the world. He's expected to function on a couple hours sleep. He's jet lagged. He's got to sh- meet a million people and try and remember who all his thirteenth cousins are um, when he's here. So the fact that he said black and tans instead of all blacks, I think we can forgive him for yeah, that. Yeah, it's like going to actually for him. It must be like going to a really big family wedding, but not getting to fly in until the day before. Mm. So like he's literally like, hey. There's Mary, yeah, Mary's yeah. four children, and I have to talk to them now and make a lot of small talk, and then he has to do the best man speech. It's like that. Yeah, it's like all but the, the worst... the whole world is getting married. Yeah. The worst parts of a wedding, he just has to do all the time. Yeah. And he never gets to go, oh, God, just, uh, when's the free bar open? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's that not allowed. Yeah. He's got to get ready for the next uh, wedding-type events and the handshaking and the speeches and and hope that he doesn't make any kind of little mistake, you know? Yeah. Um, but you, I think we kind of forget that he's he's old. You know, yeah. I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but, you know, he's in his 80s. And any of us who have parents in their 80s would, you know, know that some of them are in really good nick and some of them aren't in such good nick. But I, I, I still think that if I'm a, in my 80s, getting through the day without falling over, you know, managing mm-hmm. to make my own dinner, you know, they're, they're all wins, you know, yeah. and the stuff that this guy is doing. And I think because we live in a world where... A lot of the time, uh, sort of respect for the elders, certainly, you know, in the community and, and in roles of leadership seems to have diminished. But in America, I think, you know, wh- whether you agree with their presidential choices or not, they tend to be, you know, older men in in general. But I, I guess there's a sense, that a bit of respect in the terms that, A, they can, there's trust that they can do the job despite their age, uh, but also that they're bringing a lot of wisdom and life wisdom yeah. to the table. Whereas, you know, in other roles, certainly in, in, you know, regular jobs, I don't think that's really considered at all. And once you, you kind of, you know, you get into your 50s and 60s, people want you to kind of quietly move on, yeah. you know. Um, but so I, I guess there are some positives there. But, you know, if, if he's getting a few words mixed up and he's managing to, you know, run the basically have the most important job in the world and he's in his 80s and fair play to him. Yeah, we give yeah. him a couple of free passes. Bon Jovi, yeah. not so much, but no. we'll give, we'll give yeah. Biden a couple. And let's face it, anyone who's got parents or grandparents knows that they get stuff mixed up all the time. Hell, you know, I'm certainly not 80 and I can't tell the difference between Kurt Russell and Jeff Bridges. My so. grandmother once was trying to tell me about the film about Jesus Christ that starred Danny DeVito <laughs> and after a long time we realised that she meant The Passion of the Christ with Mel Gibson. <laughs> And I quite frankly, I've never seen Passion of the Christ, but would I pay big money to see Danny DeVito playing Jesus? Absolutely. Yeah, I just, when the next time I walk into a church, when I look up, I want to see Danny, the image of Danny <laughs> yeah. DeVito. It's like uh, a fortune, he's so small. <laughs> this.
is Today FM. Guys, it was bucket and rain in Ballina Tuesday. There must have been a dozen people out power washing the streets. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it's happening all over the place. I was saying that in Dublin, we're doing that quick runaround that you do before someone visits the house and you just uh, throw everything in behind one door and we go, yes, our house is always tidy. <laughs> just don't look behind there. <laughs> it's kind of happening all over the country. Um, I was talking, we were talking as well also about the uh, mix-ups and uh, the fact that uh, Joe, uh, President Joe, uh, mentioned that Rob Kearney and uh, his fellow Irish rugby team had defeated the Black and Tans. And of course, historically, that's slightly incorrect. It was the All Blacks. Uh, But we were forgiven him. Uh, but uh, my mam is the queen of mix-ups, as a message. The windows are millennium windows, not aluminium. Uh, the town was so busy, it was chopper block. <laughs> uh, Billy is on the phone from Kerry. Hey, Billy. Well, how's it going there? How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, your name is Billy McGlynn, and we were commenting here that you have the name of a potential cousin of Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all Joe Biden's cousins. Yeah. It was getting pretty stressed there at the weekend. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you know many of your fifth cousins, Derm. I don't know who my fifth cousins are at this stage, but they were wheeling them out and putting them on the screen anyway. So. <laughs> they were. I mean, even first cousins, I you know, probably could try a little bit harder with. But certainly, in my fifth, I don't know. Um, but come here. You have a term for what Joe did. Well, my term is, is slightly different. What Joe did was a malaprop, you know, where you just full-on get it wrong. He thought he was getting it right, and we mm. were getting it wrong. But my brother and I came up with a term for a thing. We, we'd spoken out before on the show, and I got some good examples from your listeners, but we call it a gulch. Mm. Like a gulch is when you know you're going to get it wrong, but you just do it anyway, so you can get your point across. So what, what happened was, years ago, we were, we were in Disneyland in California with my dad, and it was the name of uh, a roller coaster. It was called the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and it's the, the idea was you're on a you're on a, a runaway train going mm. through a um, like a, a canyon full of cowboy stuff. I don't know. It was just a hook anyway. But he couldn't remember the name of this Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It was too much for him. So he said, "Lads, let's go on the uh, the Gulch Express." <laughs> so he knew it was wrong but he didn't care anyway and, and we all knew exactly what he was talking about so that's what we call it it's, it's when you kind of go for it even though you can't quite remember you know it's in, the, it's in the right ballpark but you know you're not right and you just go for it anyway yeah and so, I, think, I think that happens maybe when you just hit a certain age because you actually just don't care that much or else you don't have the patience for your memory banks to kind of kick into gear so you just you just keep uh, flying down the tracks much like yeah. uh, Gulch Mountain <laughs> yeah and it's usually wildly out of control as well. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah my, my, my brother said that point he said all Gulches from over 40 are that's where it's really at, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think you get the license to gulch uh, yeah. once you pass 40. Uh, yeah. B- Billy, great to talk to you, man. All right, then. Good See to talk you. to you. Bye. I've recently gotten into a, a chap called David Goggins uh, online, right? Particularly on Instagram. And he's a former Navy SEAL, all right? Mm-hmm. And this guy's the toughest guy on planet Earth. He did... Uh, hell week for the Navy Seals. Navy Seals three times, twice on broken legs. <laughs> yeah. oh, He's intense. He's yeah. intense. He's ridiculous. But his whole thing is about just embracing the suck. You know, Ex- uh, explain. <laughs> Can you just explain that line? Because I feel like it's one of those websites, lads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, embracing the suck, as in. 
if something sucks, like in general, we are conditioned as humans to always seek the path of least resistance. Okay. Okay. And that's why these guys stand out. That's how you become the elite Navy SEAL and, you know, whatever, excel at the top of your game because you're willing to embrace the suck. You're, you're, you're willing to <laughs> embrace the things that most people think that suck. And actually you flip it on his head and you go, do you know what? Bring on the suck. Okay? <laughs> yes, bring on the suck. <laughs> get the print, T-shirts printed immediately. <laughs> We're going to get in so, so much trouble. Anyway, let me explain how this then manifested in my life, right? So uh, two days ago, like the weather's a bit better now, but two days ago, it was horrendous. Yeah. And I think we were all having one of those, what the hell is wrong with this country? Why can't we just live in a normal country with normal weather? <laughs> yeah. So I got yeah. home from work and I was, do you remember like in, in comic books, like the Beano, the Dandy, whatever, yeah. if somebody was, was annoyed, uh, you know, or sulking, they would write the word harumph. <laughs> you know, so I was, I was harumphing when I got home because I was like, could you come in the front door, threw the bag down, uh, said to Karina, like, can you believe the bloody weather? Look at this. Oh, God, the cover's blown off the garden furniture again. And I was like, already starting to move into this cycle of thought of, why can't we just live in a warm country? <laughs> <laughs> Such a dad. And then I caught myself and I was like, no, I'm not going to spend the rest of the day in this thought spiral of just harumph. Okay. Like, I, because I don't want to be here. I, I, and it doesn't have to be. And I thought, what would David Goggins do? And his whole thing is if the weather's horrendous, that's when you need to get out more than ever. So I went, I'm going to put on my running gear, even though it's the, the last thing that I want to do because I was freezing our houses like early 1970s. It's okay. perpetually cold. Anyway, I lashed on the gear and I went out for a run and I brought the dog, right? So I opened the front door, walked out into the hurricane. Good sound effects, well Carl. Hey. <laughs> hey. Thank you, guys. Uh, brought Buddy with me, the dog. Buddy's like a Jack Russell mix. He, yeah. Normally, he absolutely <laughs> loves... He's like, oh, well done, Carl. Yeah. No, too early on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, God, he, God. Loves, he loves going for a walk. Anyone who's listening who has a dog, you know how excited a dog... Every day is like it's the first time they ever got to go for a yeah. walk. And he's normally like that. We went about 200 yards up the road. And uh, I took the lead off him because it was a place where he could get off the lead. He just turned around. Did, he'd never done this before. Turned around, ran straight home. <laughs> Don't blame so him. So I had to, I had to go back. I had to go back um, and back to the house to look for him because I didn't know where he was. And there he was, shivering at the front door. So I was like, hey, that's not very David Goggins. Embrace the suck. So I put him back on the lead and dragged him. And he sulked all the way up. He was harumphing on the walk. Anyway... Um, and like there was sideways rain, really, really strong winds, and eventually I was like, okay, it wasn't a particularly enjoyable run. But then I was like, you know what? No, go one more. If you want to go home, then go harder. So I ran up a mountain, and I got to the top of the mountain, and it was you know that wind where when you're a kid you lean into it and yeah. go. <laughs> the wind nearly blew yeah. me over. I'm leaning into it. <laughs> I was doing that. Uh, Buddy was freaking out. Now with the bark, yes. So, buddy, like dogs, do not like wind a lot of the time. So he was very unhappy at the top of the mountain. But I was like, you know, when you're getting like, yes, I'm a warrior, and I was standing on top of this mountain with my, uh, uh, you know, it's more of a hill, really. Yeah, (laughs) standing on top of the mountain uh, with my arms out, roaring into the wind. You know, you can barely hear yourself. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Can I ask a question? Uh, Like, so you're on top of a mountain in a storm. Very windy, raining with a dog. Was this safe? Um, 
Partially. Doesn't sound like partially doesn't matter. Safe. David Goggins doesn't yeah, need see, it to be safe. Exactly. What do you think? David Goggins puts out ballards and <laughs> uh, high yeah, vis jackets. David Goggins does safety. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. So anyway, uh, then uh, managed to, to, to bring Buddy home and, and got home. And it was like, got in the door. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling, yeah. I did it, I'm a warrior. Oh, actually, on the way back, before I got home, I passed. The only other two people I passed were in rain jackets going for a walk on the cliff, and they had, you know, their hoods pulled so tight. Yeah. They, they looked like two nonies, <laughs> two little nonies coming at me. And they were like, how's, how's the run? And uh, before I knew what I was saying, I went, I'm embracing the sun! <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> Who was that weirdo? Anyway, I got back to the house. Oh, so you're back, you're back, back home. Now. Yeah, I can go Love back it. out of the sound effects now. Um, and then I walked in and was like, oh God, yeah, that was great. And then all the rest of my family were under blankets watching a movie with the fire lit. And I was like, actually, that looks great. Yeah, I was thinking, I know which one I'd prefer. Yeah, yeah so, but I, I think... I think we spend a lot of our time in our comfort zone and it's nice to push ourselves out of it. But then again, half the time I'm wondering, like, should we be pushing her? Should I have done that? Or is it just okay to just get under a blanket or get under the duvet and go into bed for a couple of hours? Yeah, that Tuesday night I was going, I was meant to have hurling training. Yeah. Saw the rain, felt like you, what's wrong with this country and all that. But I have to go training, I can't miss Excellent. training. So I'd g- gear bag in hand, sock. hurley. I wasn't wanting to go, but I was ready to go. Opened up the door, the phone pinged, training cancelled. Yes! <laughs> and you got out I got back anyway. in, went under the lap blanket and laid on the couch for the yes, evening. And I was happy. I was very Disgusting. happy. That's not David Goggins. You didn't embrace the suck. You embraced the couch. <laughs> David Goggins is too intense for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, he's superhuman. Like Nobody can, can be like him. But I, I, I like his idea that... You know, and it doesn't have to be exercise. It can be, you know, doing your tax or it could be uh, making a phone call that you've been putting off for ages. Like anything that you know is going to put you out of your comfort zone, that the more times we do that, the more, uh, I guess, the more the richer our life becomes. And obviously, the, the more we can achieve because we're not just in that rut. We're not in that path of least resistance. But then again, maybe the path of least resistance. Like if Dave was here now, he would be like, I love lap blankets. Yeah, I'm a cozy hole. I ne- my, like his sole mission in life is to never get out of his comfort zone. No, and he's very open and honest and happy about that. Yeah, exactly. He's very yeah. successful at that. And he is. He's a successful man and he's, a very, he's one of the happiest people we know. So maybe the embracing the suck and getting out of the comfort zone is a load of rubbish. Can we please so- stop saying embracing the <laughs> suck? <laughs> no. Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Today I love you, buddy. One Republic, I Ain't Worried. Today FM, that song, of course, uh, from that Top Gun Maverick movie. See, Tom Cruise, he would never take the path of least resistance like you, Carl. He wouldn't be, wouldn't be dropping his, his GAA gear at the front door and getting back into bed. Yeah, but also didn't... Um, Turn on your microphone. My microphone is on. <laughs> no, it's not. Weird. Oh, there you go. It was up. Anyway. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. My Thanks life. for opening up the door for me. Uh, didn't Tom Cruise break his leg doing something too extreme during shooting one of those movies? Yeah, Mission Impossible. When it would have been just a, a, a stunt double if he so wasn't he's, embracing the song. He's like me. He's loving a bit of David Goggins' attitude. Incidentally, if you want to hear what David Goggins sounds like, have you got, is that, have you got him there? Yeah. This is what he sounds like. I hear it all the time. Goggins has a great message, but you don't want to end up like him. His body's all f***ed up. <laughs> well, his body just got to run 120 mile a week. 
2,000 pull-ups, 4,000 push-ups, and hundreds of reps at the gym. You're not afraid of having the body. You're afraid of the <laughs> you, you, you were listening to David Goggins uh, his audiobooks there over the last while and you yeah. could tell the mornings you were coming into work and you'd oh. after listening to his fired up you're like come <laughs> on so let's intense. do this like lifting my desk into the air so after listening to your story about running yeah. up a hill and then Cahill's story about training I think I've kindly embraced the I'm not going to say it because <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I, I've got out of my comfort zone recently okay so there's a coffee shop in town, right? <laughs> and there's a person who works there that's really intense. When you go in there, like, all they do is talk at you for ages and you're trying to leave and keep trying to leave and they keep pulling you back. They're you working know. there. You're working there, yeah. Mm. They keep pulling you back, trying to talk to you loads and ask you loads of questions, right? So for ages, I was like, oh, I'm just going to not go there. And then last week, I was like, no, I want the coffee in my favorite place. So I'm going to... Just face my fears and go in and talk to this person. <laughs> you embrace the suck, Sean. When I get the coffee, and I've done it. Yeah, that could be it, or maybe you're just really, really addicted to coffee. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Uh, we have got uh, some voice notes coming in. Oh eight seven four one hundred one zero two. Is this Sean? This is Sean. Nothing I love more than heading up up to Wicklow Gap there, and the rain. The more rain and wind, the better it is, and into Glendalough and come up along the Miners Trail and back down. There's nothing like it to clear your head. The wind, the more wind and rain there is, the better. Yes, Sean. Love that. And that's, that's, they're the most enjoyable ones you can have mm. sometimes. When you get out of that frame of mind of, you know, it's wet, I'm getting wet. But then you can actually flip that and then you're like Sean, living his best life, walking around that uh, trail down on um, in Glendalock. It's one of my favourite things to do. Uh, we have another voice note in, 87 102 It's uh, Caroline. Hey, Dermot. Never mind um, Fluck Botcha. What about fluck a kraken? I think that was soaked to the skin. I'm 100% sure on that. I think you're right. Crack, is it cracking skin in Irish? And if you've got chap lips, your cracking is cracking? <laughs> <laughs> Between that and embracing the suck now. I think. <laughs> this is Today FM. Hi, we're Sean and Ethan. We're nine. We live in Cork. And we spent Tuesday in Fota. Valerie's been on with a voice note. Hi, Dermot. Valerie here. You know, animals are very intuitive. So the next time, maybe it might be better to listen to Buddy Whelan and not go out in that crap. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You know, when their ears go down and their tails go down. And you know they're like, this is not what I planned for the day. I want to be in my cozy bed, light that fire. Yeah. Uh, we've got Mags is in Mallow. Hello, Mags. Hello, how are you? I'm great. It's Dermot here. What's happening? You got, what's getting you out of your comfort zone? Oh, my God. I'm absolutely planking it. My pits are sweating already. I'm um, driving our camper van. It's um, a Mercedes Sprinter. Um, so it's a converted one, you know. Um, mm. So I'm driving it from Mallow to Team for a family occasion and usually my husband does the driving um, but he has gone to Aintree so it was a case of do it or stay at home so I'm doing it yes Mags yes, yes. 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 
David Goggins will be proud of you. Um, but listen, it's funny you should say that because when I was driving up uh, from Clare there at the weekend, I, I couldn't believe how many camper vans I was passing on the road. And I was yeah. I was thinking to myself, God, I, I think I'd love a camper van. I'd, I'd love to be able to just scoot yep. off wherever in it. But then I was thinking, I've never driven one. They're big and bulky yokes. And, you know, would I be a bit nervous doing it? Yeah, I am nervous about getting it around bridges. You know, I mean, the road to Sneem, I have a lot of family in Sneem, so I know the road well. And there's Blackwater bridges between Kinmare and Sneem. I hope it's there this evening. I hope it's still intact this Look, evening. worst case, then, you've got yourself a convertible camper van. <laughs> <laughs> I can convert it a bit more. And are you going to park it up outside someone's house or are you going to a beauty no. spot? Uh, we're going to, it's called Goosey Island and it's actually in Sneem uh, and it's right on the river. Goosey? Goosey, G-O-O-S-E-Y, Goosey Island. Yeah, it's right on the river and there's a hookup there for electricity and yeah. I'd say there's pl- plenty of hookups down in, <laughs> in the camper van park. It's the hobbies in Aintree. Go for it, Mags. <laughs> yes, okay. Well done, let us know how you get on after it. I will, I will. Oh, come here, it'll be fantastic. Sure, what could go wrong? <laughs> well, that's uh, fate tempted there, so we'll see what happens. Uh, well I done, saw, Mags. We're all rooting I for you. I was at the Opera House, Dermot. You, really enjoyed it. You, you, you what? I was at the Opera House in Cork when you were there. It was really good. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much for coming yes. along. It was a great night. I really, really enjoyed it. Fabulous. Nice. Fabulous Super venue. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mags, best of luck. Safe, on, safe driving. Bye. Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Hello, Colette. Gerber, how are you? I'm good. How's Kinsale looking today? I bet you it's beautiful down there, is it? It is beautiful, and I can understand um, your reservations about the weather weather the other day. Yeah. I didn't didn't go out, yeah. You didn't go out. You chickened out. I did. You did a Dave on it. You got under the lap blanket. Not quite that far. If I won a Derby and Dave lap blanket, I might have got under it. Oh, well, it's been very stingy all week with these things. Absolutely stingy. Sorry, can I just clarify one thing about this? These are premium products. This isn't a, we're giving them away every day. There has to be, Mm. um, what's it, uh, something circumstances. Define premium. Well, I I don't mean premium made. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Isn't that it? Colette, that's the answer. Look at alarm. You've won it. Oh my God. That's well, it. Actually, I just did the cash call while it goes well. Now, so I do lotto as well. I could be very lucky. <laughs> this could be it. Yeah, you might win the cash machine later on. But you've got the blanket anyway, Dermot and Dave lap blanket, and now comes in an attractive carry bag. Yeah, I know. It's very nice. Yeah, you can throw it over the shoulder and walk nonchalantly around Kinsale, <laughs> and people go, "What's that, Colette?" You're like, "Oh, this old thing." Just a Dermot and Dave lap blanket. <laughs> well, you've got your friends in Kinsale as well, yeah. So you, you what? You've got your fans in Kinsale as well, yeah, so... Oh, good. Well, glad to hear it. Uh, Well, you'll have even more fans now at the lap blanket. What do you think MMM stands for? Mammy's Move Mountains. Mammy's Move Mountains. Ain't that the truth? It does when you think of the um, dishwasher, laundry, etc. We get, you know, job done, obstacles out of our way. We can do it. Absolutely, you can. It's not the right answer, though. (sighs) Okay. Sorry. But you got the lap blanket. Enjoy. Okay, thank you. Bye. See you, Colette. Bye. Uh, Sinead Murphy's in Dundalk. Hello, Sinead. <laughs> Hello, Sinead. Hello. 
Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can now. <laughs> Our Carl went to sleep there for a second. <laughs> Having a little daydream for himself. <laughs> um, how is Dundalk? Lots of excitement around there over the last couple of days. I know, and the, the sun is shining. Uh, it's beautiful today, but my God, it was rotten. So we, we didn't we didn't venture up. My husband did, but we, we're just over COVID. So me and my daughter stayed in the house to... Oh no! You poor things. Yeah. A lot of COVID oh, floating around. A lot of weird oh, bugs. Yeah. Or Sean. And, and and loads of it. Like people gotta beware. It's not going yet. No, it isn't yet. No. Um, and I, it's it's kind of a weird thing now that if you've any bug. You people are like, well, did you test for COVID? Yeah, and then you go, I don't have COVID, and then no one has any sympathy for you. But you're like, no, no, but I'm still dying here. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Believe me, nobody has sympathy for you, and even when you have COVID, I think that's that's gone out the window too. Uh, yeah, but it's a lovely day, so you know all of that's gone. We're, we're going, we're going to the park today and and to enjoy it at, at Sleep Gullion, where there's a fairy, um, a lovely fairy walk. So oh. you know we're. We're over the COVIDness. We're over the misery. Oh, I love that. What age are your daughters? She's now only the one. She's ten, but she's had she's been in. So most of her, her Easter holidays, she was kind of you know under lockdown and um, and came out of it around Easter Sunday. But still, she's been she's pearly still with it. We all are. Oh. So uh, yeah. So we're yeah. going out to meet the cousins and have a bit of joy and soak up the sunshine. So that's, that's what the, today's plan is. I have a tip for her if she wants. Yeah. So I have been, I was off the last couple of days with, uh, wasn't COVID guys, okay? <laughs> because I'm going to a wedding tonight if everyone uh, thinks I've COVID and I'm just oh, walking around. that's why you're back in work That's why I'm back in I text Carl today and said, I have to come back. Sure, I can't be going to a wedding tonight. And they're like, you can yeah. on Instagram after taking a sick day. But anyway, I, uh, uh, all over the weekend and up until like Tuesday I had some weird kind of flu-like thing right mm. and I was doing all the yeah. usuals taking the paracetamol and all that kind of stuff right and no luck I was sounded so um, raspy and everything like that and then one of the nights I sat down and I had a hot whiskey <laughs> and I'm telling you I woke up the next morning and I thought I'm a new man so if your kids are still sick, give I'll them a hot whiskey. A yeah, I'll bring a flask of hot whiskey to the park. That'll sort us right out. Yeah, you can sit outside the little fairy doors just drinking a nagging. Yeah. Doesn't oh, have to be hot. I'll bring two flasks. I'll bring two. Um, yeah, well, I guess that, you know, as the difficulty is that you have to stop at one hot whiskey. See, I fell asleep after. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, I don't know how much whiskey I put in. Yeah, yeah well, it worked like that on me and I'd say my daughter's the same. It's like caffeine's off, so yeah. Yeah. Well, the I, last, last kid standing, you know. Well, maybe the fairies <laughs> will work their magic and have you all back on your feet and fully back to health. Uh, we should ask you really what MMM stands for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I nearly forgot there. Um, what was this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mirror my moves. Mirror my moves. Yeah. <laughs> I have this image of you now, Sinead, dancing in front of the mirror. You wouldn't be wrong. You wouldn't be far wrong. Busting out those moves. Uh, <laughs> there's a lovely story. A good friend of mine, uh, they're Gwailgors. They live in Kerry. And uh, one day his daughter came into the room and started dancing and goes, uh, Fake Irma uh, moves, Yaddy. Gok in a shot, classic dude. And I, I just love that mixture of Irish and English. Yeah. Classic dude. Uh, mirror my moves is not right, Sinead. Oh, thanks anyway. Oh, lovely to talk to you. Great Glad you're feeling you. better. Bye. Bye. No, bye bye. This is Today FM. We are celebrating. 
Wellfest. It's coming back, you know. And uh, it's going to be in the Royal Hospital Kilmainham. Uh, it was brilliant fun last year, wasn't it, lads? Yeah, it was class. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there, but yeah. <laughs> the sun was shining. That was a big thing as well. Yeah, the sun was shining. Uh, everyone was walking around looking all smiley and fit and healthy, or rather trying to be a little bit more fit and healthy. And uh, we were doing our show from down there and there was loads of stuff on. And Joe Wicks, the body coach, is going to be back again. Uh, we've got all kinds of uh, your favourite uh, Instagrammers uh, turning up as well at it. And uh, we want to send you there. As he desperately flicks through <laughs> his sheets. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be at the very back. Um, yeah, Joe Wicks is back. Uh, Maeve Madden's going to be there. Blind Boy will be down there. Chef Rachel Allen. There'll be loads more taken to the main stage for the feel-good event of the year. And uh, Today FM, of course, is official media partner for Wellfest 2023. We're going bigger and better this year. Stay tuned uh, for our lineup of special guests and activities uh, that are going to be coming up and appearing there on the day. It's happening on Saturday, May 6th. And if you'd like to win tickets for you and a friend, uh, well, we were going to just, you know, ask you to text in, but I think we should do something a little bit more interesting, a little bit more challenging. Okay, well, <laughs> hold, on, hold on a second well, now. We should I, have discussed this before we went on air. Okay, yeah, well, that would be <laughs> so predictable. Get out of your comfort zone, Sean. Embrace um, the suck. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, does this suck. <laughs> what, um, what is it? So, I will pick a song, okay. and I will, instead of the lyrics... I will sing well instead. So I'll I'll sing a song and then except I'll just be saying well and then you just got to guess the artist and title of the song. Okay, two seconds out. <laughs> yes. So you're singing a song and replacing the words with well. Yes. Dermot, that's the half nine Howie. Yes. <laughs> no, Sean. Yeah. No. This is a completely... That segment was cancelled by you guys for no good reason. Sorry. This is a completely different one and this is a half ten... Wellfest. Okay, can I just say two things? That segment was cancelled by the listeners, and there was a res- resounding majority of them voted to can it. I loved it. I was a listener back then, and I loved it. Yeah, well, now you've got something even bigger and better. Okay, yes. Half 10 Wellfest. If it's different than the Half 10 Wellfest, let me listen, and I will be the judge. Okay, okay ready? Turn Drop on the music there. Well, 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 well. You know what it is? The half nine No, it's the half ten welfare. Well, 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 you can't just decide we're doing uh, this. My name's above the door. Oh, I can't believe you just pulled that. And Dave's not here to stop me. Because he's very anti half nine, how are you? Go on again. Well, 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 well. I'm into that. Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Amy Winehouse and rehab fans of Amy Winehouse actually you've just got a few more weeks to see some of her most iconic outfits uh, they're currently being showcased in Newbridge Silverware's Museum of Style Icons uh, until the 7th of May so you can go down there and see her coolest outfits I wonder will they do the same for myself and Dave when no, you know when we've no, moved on no. you can just see our tracksuits track yeah. <laughs> behind glass cases <laughs> your grey tracksuits yeah. here's the same porridge stained sweatshirt that he wore every <laughs> Day for weeks at end. Ooh, ah, so cool. <laughs> and the t-shirts with writing on it. Yeah. That's one thing you wear and it just... Ugh. What? You yeah. would be bored if you wear t-shirts that are very busy. It's a lot going on to be like cars and... What's wrong with writing on it? No. It's always like obscure bands as well. Like, yeah. 
Like the police. Your generation are really weird. You know that look you're like, a plain t shirt like this. Yeah, everything has to be plain and your socks have to be a certain way and what, you just wear your t shirt with your favourite band on it. No, they're not. I am wearing one right now. You're cool. You're pulling it off. Look, he's wearing one, and then he's a striker. Lion King's a bit of a stretch. I'm trying to defend you here. Lion King T-shirt. It was dark, plain white. Yeah. See, you're all fussy. Boring. No, but but, Emer, you pull it off. The lion. Yeah, you're cool. Well, I'm not wearing a Lion King T-shirt, so that's. (laughs) Also, your jumper kind of looks like the Lion King, as well. Oh, I guess I'm I'm channeling my inner lion. Rawr. <laughs> Do you not seem feel more motivated now? Rawr. <laughs> You're not an MVP. I take it we're not playing another song. Yeah, we have 30 seconds to spare, so oh, see, you, do with it whatever you please. You wrecked your own schedule now, producer, by getting... Get slagging his T-shirt. Yeah, slagging off my Lion King no, T-shirt. Playing Gavin James versus slagging your clothes. I know which one I'd rather do. <laughs> no offence to Gavin James. Yeah, just, yeah, no, it's sorry, just more that's fun not, to yeah, slag yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to do an Alan Partridge on it now and just watch the seconds ticking down. Ah ha ha, funny story. Ah ha ha, hot news. Well, we've actually hit the time now. Have we? So. Oh, we're an hour late. Oh, God's sake, we'll never get it right. Listen back to more from the Dermot and Dave Show on todayfm.com. Dermot and Dave. Weekday mornings from nine on Today FM.